have tight bunch formation. They're gonna play action at Petrie with the sack. Petrie with the sack. Oh, huge play back at the 24 of the Bears. And that'll take us to the two minute warning, third and long upcoming. What a day for Jalen Petrie, career day. Awesome play. Back to back, big plays from Petrie. I'm not gonna sit here and debate. Welcome in. My name is Daniel Fritch. You have found the Red Glare Podcast. I'm coming to you live from the Red Glare Studios here in Rockport, Texas. A couple funny uh, little notes on the local CBS affiliate here with Corpus Christi and their handling of Texans games. Um, wow, we just watched. It is September 25th, Sunday, Year of Our Lord 2022. We just watched the Texans lose to the Chicago Bears, lose to Roquan Smith, who legally adopted the Texans, who are now required to call him daddy. And we have fallen, my Houston Texans, your Houston Texans, our Houston Texans, 0-2-1 on the young season. Now, I expected us to win this game, not because I thought the Texans are a good team, but because I knew the Bears were a bad team, like genuinely one of the worst teams in the NFL. And in my mind, because I watched the Texans play really good defense through two games, played really good offense in the second and third quarters in the Colts game, I thought we're going to have enough juice here to beat Truly one of the worst teams, truly maybe the worst team in the league in the Chicago Bears. But now, if you're being honest and you factor in our play calling and you factor in our offensive um, ineptitude in fourth quarters, especially our inability to block uh, interior runs, our running defense, our rush defense is horrendous. Our interior line play on the offensive side has not been very good. And... You have to factor all that in, and you have to say we are one of the worst teams in the NFL. That is the conclusion you have to come to. You cannot make any excuses. You cannot say, well, if this had happened and this had happened, we'd be 3-0. and That is true. We would be a 3-0 and team. But the Bears, the Chicago Bears, are 2-1 and today. They're a 2-1 NFL team, and I am telling you, the Bears are a garbage team this year. They are Terrible defensively, terrible offensively. Their coaching staff is is not. Man, it's we lost to a bad team today. We really did, and it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a bad call or one bad play. It was we scored twenty points. That's the most we're going to score apparently in an NFL game, and we could not stop them from running. We could not pick up a third and one at the end of the game when we needed to. Uh, a few possessions earlier, we had a third and one on our own goal line, and we ran that predictable uh, slam into the line. You know, we didn't run it with Burkhead this time, thankfully. We ran it with Pierce, but same results. Defenders in the backfield because we telegraphed exactly where we were running the play. So uh, I have to take a step back because in the throes of the game ending, right? We're Right now I'm recording, it's about 3.28 p.m. on Sunday. 
So the game just ended, and you've invested three-plus hours of your life in an entertainment product, in a team, and regardless of we're in a rebuild, we're not a good team, we have a young quarterback, we have $60 million of money dead against the cap, all of those things are, of course, true, and a rational person can step back and say this loss is not the end of the world, but we just invested three and a half hours of our lives to this team and they could not get the job done. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe a year from now, six months from now, we look back at this loss and say, thank God we didn't win more games because that allowed us to draft Bryce Young. And that may be true or may not be true. We may win six of the next nine weeks and then put ourselves firmly out of the Bryce Young sweepstakes. Uh, so in the moment, it's disappointing. It's disappointing because I'm still not sold on Indianapolis despite their win over the Chiefs today. I'm not sold on Tennessee. I'm not sold on Jacksonville. I still feel like even in a rebuilding year, uh, the NFL is a little bit different than the NBA in that regard or, the, or even baseball. You can be a bad team and keep your head above water. You can still put together a good, satisfying campaign as an NFL team, but you can't do it. You can't do it at 0-2-1. So today's episode, I did a little bit of a captain's log during the game today. And so uh, when there would be a break in the action, I would grab my microphone and I would sort of record my thoughts as the game was going on. And I've included that captain's log here at the end of this this week's episode. So you can, if you want to relive that Texans game, you can do it with me. It's not a very long segment, but it'll it'll sort of give you where my mind was as I was experiencing the game in real time. Um, man, what a what a another deflating loss to the Bears, the Chicago Bears. Oh my God. All right, so let's regroup here. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and relive more of that horror show. All right, I made mention earlier the CBS affiliate. I'm watching, so let me just be clear here. I live in the Houston market, so I get the Houston CBS feed when I'm at home, but I work down near Rockport, and so often I find myself down here on Sundays, as I was last weekend, and they just don't show the games down here. They show the Dallas Cowboys. They show whatever. And so last weekend, I was freaking out, like trying to find the game. Didn't, couldn't get it on Fubo. Couldn't get it on NFL Plus. Couldn't get it on Paramount Plus. Couldn't get it on my, obviously, on my local feed here. And so I had to subscribe to NFL Sunday Ticket, which isn't cheap, and so I was able to watch the Texans via Sunday Ticket last weekend. I queue up Sunday Ticket today, and they're like, hey, this game's actually blacked out in your area. And I was like, blacked out? So I went to the TV, and it, it was on. It was on CBS out of Corpus Christi. I get The Cowboys weren't playing, so they're free to show the Texans. Now, two different times, the Corpus Christi CBS affiliate went to commercial during the game at crucial junctures in the game while the game was being played. Um, and so I was forced, and they didn't like go to commercial, then realize they made a mistake and cut right back to the game, right back to the action. 
they just let the full two and a half minute commercial break play all the way through. So I was forced to go to uh, play by plays on websites and see like play by play text of what the, the game that I was playing. <laughs> a game I'm paying Sunday ticket for. Right. But then obviously I'm watching from the local feed. Anyway, just a tip of the cap to I think it's KZTV, CBS, Corpus Christi. Just absolute incompetence, almost hilarious level of incompetence. I like the idea that they don't even have an intern watching the game to make sure their their commercial breaks are happening on time. They're just like, yeah, run the commercials whenever you feel like it. We don't care. It's not even the Cowboys. So that was kind of funny. I wanted to share that with you. Let's go ahead and hit the rookie watch. Five long years he wore this watch. Up his ass. All right, so two big rookie performances today. Damian Pierce, 20 carries, 80 yards, a touchdown. He did have two fumbles, and those we they were both recovered by the Texans, thankfully, but those are potentially game-losing uh, plays. You cannot you cannot have those big fumbles, especially late in the game, as Pierce did. So I'm sure that'll be an area of focus for him moving forward. But it's exactly what I called for previously. Let him play. Let him make mistakes. Let him grow. Let him learn. Let him experience some success. Let him experience some failure. And I was really happy with his performance today. Damian also had two catches uh, on, on two you know, swing passes there, one over the middle that was over his head that he made a nice play on. I'd like to see more of that. Keep those defenses honest, keep them out of the box, uh, because Damian Pierce can be a threat out of the backfield as a, as a receiver as well. But really, the rookie that stole the show today was Jalen Petrie. He had eight tackles, five solo, two interceptions, one sack. He was credited with two pass deflections, a QB hit, two tackles for loss. Petrie was everywhere. I really wish it came in a win, and we could call this the Jalen Petrie game forever and ever moving forward, but it came in a loss. Nonetheless, you have to be really encouraged if you're a Texans fan by what you saw from Jalen today. And Derek Stingley Jr. got a sack. He's credited with the sack as well. Kenyon Green looked good until he he was hurt late in the game. I'm hoping he's good there. I haven't seen any reports. And that's going to do it for Rookie Watch this week. Five long years he wore this watch. Up his ass. So just to reset before we get to the captain's log that I promised you. Um, we're 0-2-1. Davis Mills has not looked good. Uh, he hasn't looked god-awful, but he's not looked good. Pep Hamilton's play calling has left a lot to be desired. Our defense, especially against the run, has been atrocious. Um... We have the Chargers next week. That game is in Los Angeles, I believe. No, it's home. It's a Houston. It's a home game. So we have the Chargers with a banged-up Justin Herbert, but the Chargers are really good in all phases of the game, and I don't think we will beat the Chargers next week. I would anticipate us to be 0-3-1. and And you start to think about draft picks. You start to think about what are you trying to accomplish with this season, you still need to know, is Davis Mills the guy? Is Nico Collins the guy at, at your number two receiver? Is 
Jalen Petrie, your starting safety moving forward. It certainly seems that way. We have rookies that we drafted that have yet to play. We drafted a linebacker out of Alabama, Christian Harris, in the third round. We drafted him ahead of uh, Damian Pierce in the draft. He hasn't seen the field yet. He's been banged up. He's been on the IR. And I'm hoping he will debut soon because obviously we need linebacker help. So get Christian Harris out there. Get him some reps. What do you have there? See what you have up and down the roster. Who's going to be here next year? Who's providing value? Um, Man, it's disappointing to emerge from these three games. Winnable games. Each one of them. Winnable games. And uh, and, uh, be winless now heading into a Chargers game that's going to be very tough. Um, It's disappointing. It's disappointing, even for a rebuilding team. If you were playing Madden and you were simulating and you're, you're doing a rebuild and you're looking to the future, it's good not to win games because you, you, you want a better draft pick. But as a fan watching these games, as I said up top, investing three hours of your time on a Sunday, uh, you want to, man, it would be nice to get a win every now and again. It, it's deflating even in the context of a rebuild. It's, it's deflating for me to watch. Um, so looking ahead... We're going to keep doing this, <laughs> keep doing this show. I'm going to have to juice it up because doing a podcast about a losing, terrible football team is not going to be very compelling. So I'm going to have to find different angles to try to make this show interesting for you guys. And I'm going to do that. So before I hit this captain's log, like I said, this is just going to be sort of live, uh, my thoughts as the game was happening. I'm going to play that for you. And... Once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the links right now. I'm at redglare.substack.com. I'm on Twitter at redglarepod. My name is Daniel Fritch. I'm very easy to find on the internet. I'd appreciate a subscription on Substack. I'd appreciate you sharing this show with any Houston fans you may know that uh, would enjoy a show like this one. I try to make it silly. Today's episode, less silly. Um, unfortunately, it's just sort of a downer to lose to the Bears. God. Losing to the Bears, oh, that's it's it's rough, guys. It's not good. It's not fun. Um, but anyway, I hope this podcast finds you well wherever you are, however you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this. I appreciate you doing so, and I will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Okay, Captain's log. Chicago just kicked a field goal. They're up three to zero. Justin Fields just had a 29-yard run on a broken play, his career long, but the Texans' defense was good throughout that drive. I'm not going to kill him for one breakdown. Um, Now we'll see what Davis Mills can do. Spoiler alert, Davis Mills cannot do much. On fourth and four, we try a quick, quick hitter pass. Mills is off target, and we are punting. It is 3-0, Bears. Ball going back to Chicago. The Texans' defense has never heard of a jet sweep. Is that allowed? Can you do that in a game? They've never seen it. Never seen it in practice. Never been mentioned as a possibility. Jet sweep picks up 40 yards on the Bears' second drive. And Khalil Herbert just rolls like a bowling ball into the end zone. Although he wouldn't have had to have been a bowling ball because no one was really that into stopping him from getting into the end zone. So with the extra point... The Texans will be down 10-0 to to a quarterback that cannot throw the ball. We are down 10-0. to 
Mills to Aikens, touchdown pass. Great play on the heels of a great 50-yard going through his progressions pass from Mills after missing Cooks on the sideline on an easy throw. He has two good ones to get us on the board. It's going to be 7-10 to 10 Bears. Justin Fields was so impressed with our last drive, he decided to give the ball right back to see what else we can do. Interception, Jalen Petrie. Texans ball in Bears territory. 10-7 to 7 Bears. We'll see what we can do. And we give it back to the Bears. Slight hesitation. Mills in the end zone. Can't connect with Cooks. It gets popped up. Interception. First interception of the year for old Davis. Bears ball. End of the first quarter. Bears 10. Texans 7. The Bears play calling. They go run for no gain. Run for three yards. On third and seven, they go run for three yards. And now they punt on fourth and four. So just a hair under 10 minutes to go here in the second quarter. Texans will have the ball. They're returning the punt to midfield, across midfield, to the 40. Excellent return. That looked like Desmond King on the return. And we will get it in Bears territory with 9.39 left. Second quarter, 10 to 7 Bears. And a Damian Pierce touchdown drive, four carries, 41 yards in the touchdown. Pierce making the Bears look silly and soft out there. Texans up 14 to 10. And despite an excellent sack on third down, the Bears are able to convert the long field goal to cut the lead to 14 to 13. There's less than two minutes to play in the first half. We'll see how aggressive the Texans are. When we come back from the TV timeout here on CBS. All right, so the Texans went into halftime leading 14 to 13. Uh, they came out after the, after the half. And hilariously, I'm down here in the Red Glare Studios in Rockport, Texas on the local CBS affiliate. The CBS affiliate went to commercial break as the Texans drive started to start the second half. And they didn't realize they'd made a mistake. So we got a full-length full commercial break while the Texans drive was ongoing. And so I got back in time to see them um, uh, third down, not pick up the first down, and then kick the field goal. And then we got to see a 50-yard run by the Bears. So the Texans' halftime adjustments were apparently to get softer against the run somehow. And so they, that 50-yard run set up a touchdown, and now the Bears lead. So the Texans will get the ball back here in the third. Running defense, rushing defense is uh, abysmal, looking really bad at this point. But anyway, we'll see what we can do moving forward. Okay, so long drive, um, highlight of which was uh, Damian Pierce <laughs> being awesome. But beyond that, the fake punt call on fourth and one. Love the call. Love the execution. Um, later in the drive, we get down to the goal line, and they called essentially the same play as they called in week one. If you remember when we had third and one in overtime against the Colts, we lined up Rex Burkhead and ran him off right guard and for a loss of three, loss of two and a half. And essentially we did the exact same play with Damian Pierce. Roquan Smith breaks through, shuts that play down for a loss of two and a half or three. And we kicked the field goal to tie the game at 20. So 
I love the fake punt call. I hate the predictable slam it into the line call on third and short. Um, but here we are. We're tied at 20 as the third quarter is drawing to a close. If you can manage to force Fields to beat you with his arm, good things are going to happen as Jalen Petrie just gets his second interception of the game. Fire up that defensive rookie of the year campaign, baby. <laughs> on the ensuing drive, Burkhead for a short gain, and then Mills is sacked on second down. That'll bring up third and long. Let's see what Pep has in his bag of tricks. Well, believe it or not, the <laughs> CBS affiliate down here in Corpus Christi decides we don't need to see that third down. We're going to go ahead and go to commercial. <laughs> so I could see from a play-by-play accounting online that we got negative five yards on that third down. But KZTV out of Corpus decided the viewer didn't need to see that play in real time. So uh, bad play on third down, and we punt. And it's still tied up at 20. We are now into the fourth quarter. Justin Fields will get another chance at this porous Texans defense. We'll see what they can do. So the Bears are able to move it to midfield over the course of the fourth quarter there um, before a bad challenge by Lovey on a fumble by Justin Fields, a non-fumble. Although I'm, I don't hate that challenge so much because our defense was absolutely gassed, and that challenge gave us a moment to collect ourselves, get a breather, take a breather, and then we came up big on third down and forced the punt. So the Texans will get the ball back, 20-20, to 20, Clint. Clint Sterner on Twitter noted that it's wild that three teams in a row that the Texans have faced are all trying to give this game away. Three games in a row, the the opposing team is really working hard to lose that game. And we'll see if the Texans can take advantage here. We have six minutes and some change left in the fourth quarter. And we will get the ball deep in our own territory. Let's go Davis Mills. Okay, after a Damian Pierce fumble uh, and a Burkhead screen, third and long, backed up on our own goal line, Mills completes the pass to Pharaoh Brown to convert, and it is now first and 10 on the 39 with four and a half minutes to go. We hand it off to Burkhead. He's running left. He gets about four. There's a flag down. Uh, Looks like this one may be coming back. Yep, holding on the offense. And it'll be first and long, four and a half minutes remaining. Burkhead up the middle, gain of maybe two. That's our bread and butter, baby. Oh, God. It it occurs to me, if you're a Bears fan, of all the potential play calls we could make, isn't Burkhead up the middle the one you would pick as a Bears fan? Like, just run it up the middle with Burkhead. Just just do that. As many times as you do that, we appreciate it. Now Mills is rolling to the right. Oh, he had a guy. Couldn't get him. Ah, oh, man. Okay, so it'll be third and 18. And there is under four minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. Nut cutting time, as we call it. The defender might have got a piece of that ball. I'm not sure the not sure the play was there to be made. All right, third and 18. This is why you make the big bucks, Mills. <laughs> From the 31. If you remember, we were just on the 39. 
Shotgun snap. Mills goes <laughs> underneath to Burkhead. Can't get 18. He could get maybe six. And we will punt back to the Bears with three and a half minutes remaining in the fourth. Do we have another tie brewing? All right, Herbert cooks us on first down. Run to the left for a big gain. We send Petrie on a run blitz on the, the following first down. Gain a two. Bears have it second and eight on their 32. And we have tight bunch formation. They're going to play action at Petrie with the sack. Petrie with the sack. Oh, huge play back at the 24 of the Bears. And that'll take us to the two-minute warning, third and long upcoming. What a day for Jalen Petrie. Career day. Awesome play. Back-to-back -back big plays from Petrie after that abominable long run on first down. And we go to the two-minute warning. Third and long. Let's see the play. It's a screen in the flat. Got to get to the ball. They do. And it will be third and seven. Houston timeout to stop the clock. A minute and 51 remain. The call for the Bears on third and long was a screen pass to Herbert. He gets about 10. And Davis Mills will have one more chance with one timeout remaining. A minute and 52 seconds. They just adjusted the play clock. The Bears are going to punt. On fourth and nine. I swear to God they are. That punt is going to happen. A lot of action before the snap. The punt is away. Desmond King is saying it's short. It's short. Warning his guys. It rolls out of bounds. There's a flag on the play. And let's get the call from Cleet Blakeman. What's it going to be, Cleet? All right, holding on the Texans during the kick. That, well, that'll be very easy for Davis to pick up. Just a free 10 yards we give the defense. We don't need that 10 yards. And that was Owens, looked like, on the, on the hold. All right, so a minute 42 remain. Texans have it first and 10. Burkhead is in, which doesn't, I don't really mind. You're not running it here. It's on the 17-yard line. We have a bear lined up in the neutral zone. We'll see if they call it. They do not. Mills goes outside to Cooks, gain of about six. Cooks gets out of bounds. A minute 37 left. It'll be second and four. Trying to get into Fairbairn range. They're just letting Robert Quinn line up in the neutral zone. No problems there. He, he must have a special deal. Um, pass is complete for a gain of three to more. Clock is running. It's now third and one. A minute 20 
Clock running. Burkhead's lined out wide, so it won't be a run unless it's a Mills draw. Um, he looks to Burkhead and throws the interception. Oh my God, Rokon Smith with the interception, and that is not good, ladies and gentlemen. Not good. He was slow working his way. Mills threw his progressions right to left, settled on Burkhead, threw a lazy ball. And it was picked off by Smith, the linebacker for the Bears. And now Chicago is in well within field goal range. Houston only has one timeout left. They will likely run it and kick the field goal. Smith red mills the whole way. And they have it on the 11-yard line. And that's going to be your game, ladies and gentlemen, unless something crazy happens. Oh, the ball was... It looks like the ball was tipped at the line on that Mills pass. Let me, let me note that. It wasn't just a terrible throw. It was tipped at the line. So Bears run for a short gain on first down. Timeout Texans. All right, just to put a bow on this, the field goal is good. The Chicago Bears win the game 23-20. And the Bears somehow move to 2-1 and one, while our beloved Texans fall to 0-2-1 on the season. Playing three teams that tried like hell not to win, but the Texans tried just a little harder. And we lose a tough one today to the Chicago Bears, who, despite their 2-1 and one record, I am telling you, are absolutely one of the worst teams in the NFL, one of the two or three worst teams in the NFL. They beat our Houston Texans today. Fair and square. No shenanigans. They just beat us 23 to 20. All right. And that'll do it for the captain's log of Texans Bears. Okay, this is not Tom. This is bowling. There are rules.